Good Saturday morning with Radio On The Go News. I'm Mitch Williams. Our high in the past 24 hours here at the studios, 2 degrees below zero. 24-hour low, 12 degrees below zero. Temperature broadcast time is 4 degrees below zero. This from the National Weather Service in Des Moines. A winter weather advisory remains in effect for the broadcast area until noon today. A wind chill warning is in effect for the broadcast area until noon today. Dangerously cold wind chills expected today. Wind chills as low as 35 degrees below zero for this morning. Blowing snow, slick roads, and hazardous travel conditions are expected early this morning as well. For the winter weather advisory, patchy blowing snow could significantly reduce visibility and create slick roads. The cold wind chills could cause frostbite on exposed skin in as little as 30 minutes. Icy conditions remain in some areas. This morning, the Iowa Department of Transportation is reporting Interstate 35 from Ames to Clear Lake is closed and Highway 69 north of Belmont is impassable due to blowing and drifting snow. The Iowa DOT reports travel is not advised along Highway 3 west of Dumont, Highway 65 south of Sheffield, Highway 20 west of Dyke, Highway 69 south of Belmont, and Highway 14 south of Parkersburg. Highways 18, 218, Highway 14 north of Parkersburg, Highway 65 north of Sheffield are partially covered with blowing and drifting snow. Strong northwest winds with gusts up to 45 miles an hour can be expected early this morning and will gradually diminish to 25 to 35 during the day today. This will result in improvement throughout the day. Still, blowing and drifting snow and reduced visibilities over the next several hours will keep travel hazardous. For the latest on Iowa road conditions, go to RadioOnTheGo.com and look under the weather tab. Franklin County Engineer Jay Waddingham tells Radio On The Go News, roads in Franklin County are impassable early this morning as the Secondary Roads Department is out with graders and trucks to work on the roads. Yesterday, Waddingham informed Radio On The Go News that plows in Franklin County had been pulled due to blowing and drifting snow. He says there are a lot of stranded and abandoned vehicles to work around as the department works to improve road conditions. The extreme cold can be very hard on water lines, both inside and out. Residents are reminded to monitor the water coming into the building by measuring the temperature of the water from an inside cold faucet nearest the meter. Allow water to flow from the faucet a minute or two before checking to assure you are recording a good measured temperature. If the measured temperature is below 40 degrees, you should monitor more frequently, and if the temperature continues to drop, then consider opening a cold water faucet to allow a slow, continuous stream of water to flow. The standard recommendation is to adjust the water flow to a stream approximately the size of a pencil. Allowing the water to flow should prevent the service line from freezing. Elsewhere in the news, the Clarksville City Council this past week tabled discussion on the stormwater drainage project and church street work until January's meeting. In other business, the Clarksville City Council received information that upcoming budget discussions will be done in conjunction with regular council meetings, although there could be the need for a budget workshop to complete the work. Fritz Grotzkruger with the local Salvation Army bell ringing campaign has informed Radio On The Go News that the bell ringing at Fairway in Hampton has been called off today due to the weather. Grotzkruger says anyone who had planned to donate at the Hampton Fairway this season can send a check to First Security Bank and Trust to donate to the 2022 effort. Here's a look at the year in review on the top political stories of 2022 in Iowa. Radio Iowa's O.K. Henderson reports.
I'm O.K. Henderson with this review of the top political stories of 2022. In January, Governor Kim Reynolds called for an end to state taxation of retirement income as well as a cut to the state income tax. We'll have less to spend once a year at the Capitol, but we'll see it spent every single day on main streets, in grocery stores, and at restaurants all across Iowa. On March 1st, Reynolds approved a tax cut package that had most of what she proposed. That night, Reynolds gave the Republican response to President Biden's State of the Union address. And instead of moving America forward, it feels like President Biden and his party have sent us back in time to the late 70s and early 80s. The 2022 legislature made changes in Iowa's bottle bill. Republican Senator Jason Schultz said it was either fix it or repeal it. We've been working on this thing for years, and this year started with uh, recognizing what the people of Iowa want. They don't want the, the deposit increase. Senator Joe Bolcom opposed letting grocery stores opt out of accepting empties. Iowa consumers will pay for these cans and bottles and they'll never see the money again. In the June primary, Governor Reynolds successfully campaigned against a few House Republicans who opposed her plan to provide state scholarships to cover private school expenses. Ultimately, we're going to make sure that every parent has a choice in their child's education. In November, Reynolds won re-election by 20 points. Deidre Dajir, her Democratic opponent, urged supporters not to give up. Every day out of the week, democracy is worth fighting for. Every day out of the week. 89-year-old U.S. Senator Chuck Grassley won re-election to an eighth term. So I thank you for your trust in me over a long period of time. I'm in a position to do a lot for Iowa. Democrat Mike Franken finished 14 points behind Grassley, Grassley's closest race since 1980. Rest, regroup, keep building, and live to raise your voice to win another day. State Auditor Rob Sand was the only Democrat to win a statewide race in November. All four Republicans running for seats in the U.S. House won, and Republicans gained seats in the Iowa legislature. This summer, the Republican National Committee voted to keep the Iowa GOP's caucuses first in 2024. Iowa Democrats like Scott Brennan spent much of the year trying to keep their caucuses first. Starting this process in Iowa has resulted in our Democratic nominee winning the popular vote in the last four presidential elections. Why would we mess with success? In early December, President Biden criticized the caucuses and called for South Carolina's primary to go first, followed by primaries in four other states. A panel of national Democrats have given initial approval to that plan. Read more coverage of Iowa politics at RadioIowa.com. I'm O.K. Henderson. Leaders in Iowa who do not receive their preferred spots on the primary calendar are already promising to buck the committee's decision and hold contest as they see fit. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds has signed an extension of a harvest proclamation from now until January 20th, 2023. The proclamation allows vehicles transporting corn, soybeans, hay, straw, silage, stover, fertilizer, dry liquid and gas, and manure, dry and liquid, to be overweight, not exceeding 90,000 pounds of gross weight, without a permit for the duration of the proclamation. The 2022 Sounds of the Season High School Christmas Concert continue on KLMJ for today. Nyack's Christmas Concert will air at 1 p.m., Grundy Center at 2 p.m., Waldorf College will air at 3 p.m., the Hampton Dumont Cow Band will air at about 4.10 p.m. again due to the duration of the Waldorf College concert at 3, 
Again, HD Cow Band about 4, 10 p.m. today. The Sing for Joy Christmas special is at 5 p.m. United Methodist Church service will air at 5.30 p.m. live on KLMJ. AGWSR High School Christmas concert at 7 p.m. Belmont Clemmy will air at 8 p.m. for today. Of course, those concerts streaming live at RadioOnTheGo.com and the free Radio On The Go mobile app. Our high in the past 24 hours here at the studios, 2 degrees below zero, 24-hour low, 12 degrees below zero. For Radio On The Go News, I'm Mitch Williams.